0: Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Random Tale Podcast I'm Jason And I'm Jose And that sound in the background is a fan, if you were wondering It's. Ooh, baby, I'm it's, it's I'm watching
1: Mortal Kombat, so please excuse my slowness to respond every once in a while It's unacceptable
0: Anyway, that fan <laughs> in the background, please ignore that sound We, uh, yeah, we don't want to die, it's like 90-something degrees out So we're choosing to not get heat stroke And instead have a slight background noise So think of it as lovely background music that is monotonous and not lovely at all. Anyway, we have a pretty big episode for you today. Not only do we have in-depth impressions, we always have a pretty um, big
1: episode for. Our yeah, that's true. Our audience. That's
0: true. At least I'm not like those people that are always like, "This is the best episode yet," and they say it every every night na- or every night every podcast. Conan does that. As uh, well, I, I guess was. it is better saying we have a pretty average-sized episode. That's true. We have a pretty tiny episode. We'll be out here in twenty minutes. No, we have we have a pre- legitimately a pretty big one. Um. I don't know who out there saw it, but Jose put a cool, uh, comparison article together looking at Theater Rhythm versus uh, Rhythm Thief on the 3DS, and that's up on the site. It's been up for about a week. It's called Extra 3DS Rhythm Rundown, and he touches on both games slightly, but we're gonna go more in-depth with our impressions of the two games. Plus, we have, uh, and first, we have a lot of news. Um, EA announced three, or well, two new and more details on a third, Wii U games, WB Games announced a new Wii U game. We have a new we have a Toki Tori sequel plus all the usual news beyond that and Jason sales corner. Toki so, Tori's the little puzzle yellow platformer. Chick, yeah, the little chick. chick thing. Thing. It's a WiiWare yeah. game and right. the sequel for Wii. So we're going to cover all that. It's a lot. We should just go right oh. into it, shouldn't we? Alright, so... Of course, we got some Wii U announcements, right? Yes, that's correct. First up, we have EA. Uh, they announced two brand new games and revealed new details on Mass Effect 3. Brand new games, like brand new IP? Brand new... No, sorry. It's FIFA no. and Madden. Oh. Brand new... Ga- new,
1: new installments. New and, uh... installments
0: for a new system. It's the, fir- the reason I bring them up is they're now coming to Wii U. If you recall... I kind of so, hinted that we might be seeing this on Wii U based on what I heard in the past and now it's confirmed. Um... The first, it's weird because one game looks really like, like they're really decking it out for Wii and the other looks almost like a quick and dirty port. So I guess we should start with the one that actually looks really cool, which would be FIFA Soccer 13. Mm, the more one of the two, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's it's the better seller in, worldwide. Madden's huge in America, but FIFA's ridiculously huge in Europe.
1: Well, soccer so, is
0: a pretty universal sport. It is. Well, more so than football, I would imagine. Yeah, at least outside of the U.S., for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so with FIFA, uh, they're going to have the entire... 360 and PS3 experience available on the Wii U. You can play with the gamepad, you can play with the Pro Controller, either one, you'll get the full experience. More Probably not, they didn't say. Oh. I would be shocked. But and the reason I'd be shocked is because what they're doing with the gamepad. You can use the gamepad as just a normal controller and ignore the touchscreen, or you can use the touchscreen and that's where it gets cool. Uh, they're actually adding a couple new features just for the gamepad. Uh, when you're playing, at all times, the gamepad will have tabs running along its side, and these tabs can get you into different things. One tab is just basically another view of the field, like exactly what you see on the TV, you see on the touch screen of the gamepad. One tab is like a managerial mode, where like you have little circles with the players' names, and you can just like kind of tap them to send the ball to different people and whatnot. And EA was saying this is good for um, their their new co-op mode, where up to four people can play with normal controllers, or I guess Wiimote Nunchuck, maybe. And then one player can play using the gamepad and kind of do a managerial overview of everything. So, this is their casual friendly mode. So that's like a step
1: up from, um, I remember, I don't know if it was FIFA 12 or 11 where they introduced, like, oh, like two or more people, or maybe it was just with one other person mm-hmm. could play as the actual player and one other person
0: could play as the goalie. Yeah, this is like more that, it's, fun than the goalie. Cause, yeah, it's yeah. definitely more fleshed out for sure. But, yeah. um,. Yeah, well, what they gonna say? Yeah, the, the whole point of this one they actually, when they were showing it off at their summer showcase, which is this, they do this yearly thing for the press where they go and they basically do a mini E3 just to be stuff and they said in the press conference, this game is for the core gamer and it's for the casuals that the Wii U is built for. That I was a little hesitant about. Why are they saying that? Is the Wii U already going to be typecast, not typecast but you know, pigeonholed into the casual console? Nintendo's trying to bridge the two, which I guess FIFA's doing, but then like Some of the stuff we'll get to later, specifically uh, specifically WB's new game, is uh, that's way more casual-friendly, so it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how many companies are like, oh, it's the Wii 2, so it's casual still. But this seems like a nice bridge. So you have the managerial mode, this being FIFA. So you have the managerial mode, you have the top-down view, the normal screen view. You also have at any time you can pull up stats for any player in a third tab. You could pull up stats for how the game's going in a third tab, and on top of all that, here's one that I think is actually really cool. It integrates online quite heavily. What EA said in an interview, one of the developers was speaking with, I believe, Nintendo World Report, and they were saying that there's going to be a friend tab constantly on your on your gamepad, and you could press it, allowing you. Here's a direct quote: "To pull from the friend list of the Wii console, or something. That's not quite a direct quote. Sorry, I just paraphrased, but to pull the friend list from the Wii console." Wii U console. You can then tap to invite them, or you can tap a message to them, and they go on to say that the keyboard's way better than the virtual keyboard on the 360. Oh is yeah. Is this a universal thing? Can any game? Well, any game. This is what really. But what does me. that mean? The system won't have its own friend list. Does that mean? No, it? it will. That's what he's saying. You pull from the friend list of the Wii U. No, no, no. Well, I mean,
1: that's what I mean. Like, because on the PSN 360, you already have this kind of list that's always
0: there. Whether your friends are online, and you can message them. Yeah, I think he's saying Nintendo has it too, and it's going to be on the touchpad as you play stuff. I mean, they're integrating it directly into... Well, he's saying, I guess so you don't have to leave the game at all? Yeah, presumably. And he I mean, he said that they're putting it on the tu- on the uh, gamepad's touchscreen, which makes me wonder where it's going to be normally. I'm guessing you have to hit home, and they're just streamlining it beyond hitting home on the controller. Yeah, but uh, still, the fact that Nintendo's basically like, hey, we want to have a way that can easily access your friend, w- friend list. We want you to be able to message them really easily using the touchscreen. Like, all that's huge steps for Nintendo. Hmm. They have, first of all... Or third of all, I guess. Because I've already said so much. That almost confirms built-in messaging. Beyond. I mean, obviously we know Miiverse exists. Where you can send, like, statuses. But it almost sounds like you do direct message. Like, PM, private message system, almost. It might just be in FIFA. It's hard to say. But the potential's there. And that is good, if true. I guess only time will tell. Hopefully. But outside of that, there's a couple other cool things that I thought FIFA did that were kind of interesting. Um, the touchscreen can actually help you shoot. A lot of people apparently complain that with FIFA you just kind of... You know, you shoot and the ball just goes on its own and you don't really have any control over where it will hit in the goal. So with with the... I feel that's true. Every
1: time I play, I never... All I really feel is I'll have control over is how hard I hit the ball. Yeah. But it's
0: never... I mean, I don't know how I would aim for the top right corner. Well, now you can. Because with the touch screen on the gamepad, if you hold up the gamepad... during, like, a free kick, when you're doing, like, off on the side. Like, you're kicking, pointing it at the TV? Like, holding it up almost like the, a sniper scope in the trailer, oh, okay, for zombie. Right. If you do it like that, I think. Um, it'll let you look at the field, you can line up your kick, you can put a spin on the ball, and then if you're playing the game, if you tap, I believe it's the left analog stick, or you shake the controller, a little mini goal will appear on the touchscreen, and you can then aim your shot with the touchscreen. Hmm. So, like, you see a goal, and you just, you know, use the gyroscope or the... Or the touch itself i'm not sure which to basically pick exactly where on the goal you want to hit it's totally it's optional cool, but it's
1: cool but, yeah it's just
0: it's nice to see like it, it seems
1: like a cool feature but i don't see it like i i'll take that back it's one of those like um like a Tennis open where yeah you kind of go behind the back like it's cool but i don't think maybe whatever yeah anything.
0: honestly my my attitude about it is quite frankly i don't play very many sports games but the reason I thought it was worth mentioning all this, besides the fact that... they're going all out? They're going all out, and more of the point, this shows new ideas, not new ideas, but different ways of using the Wii U controller beyond what we saw at E3, basically. Because, yeah. like, I mean, you know, they've showed maps on the second screen, they've showed, like, Zombie you have your backpack, but they haven't really showed, like, how it would work as, like, a secondary view, almost, or, like, a managerial level overview as you're playing. You can pull stats on how your individual players are doing. You can substitute players directly from the touchscreen, compare their stats before you substitute them, see which one's the best you know, person to substitute and all that, and do all that as you're still playing. Like, all in real time.
1: This is something that um, Smart Glass is supposed to be doing also, right? Like, so, well, yeah. except Especially of, with Madden. Except for, for the sniping to to. part where you're, I
0: mean, you're kind of aiming for the goal. Yeah. But. but yeah, and Smart Glass is going to definitely do that with Madden, where you can pick plays using uh, xbox smart glass when you're playing on xbox and of course EA is doing the same thing with madden on the wii u when that segues perfectly into madden nfl 13 for the wii u Didn't it will the two, but so yeah it's it's weird because it will still have big i mean it'll use the gamepad yeah. so you can do like play choosing like the whole playbook's on the gamepad the you can make pre snap adjustments by like touching like literally dragging new move like dragging the lines of play in like different directions and stuff with your finger you can you know all that sort of thing but, and it will feature many of the major components of Madden on the other systems, including uh, the CBS commentators will be there. It'll have Connected Careers, which is almost like a little 32-player league you can form with your friends online. So it has online built in, as FIFA does, since it has the friendless integration. But what it doesn't have is what, their co- is what really Madden's biggest selling point was recently, which is the Infinity Engine, engine which is their brand new physics engine. Now, this is striking me and a little... A, and that was a really big deal. Yeah, that the, was their sign point. And this is striking me a lot, like what happened with the Wii, where every year all the like games like Madden and whatnot would always be missing a feature or two, because they're like, oh, the Wii can't do it, can't do the HD graphics, can't do this or that, um, can't do online proper da 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 you know, they always had something it couldn't do. And this year they're saying it's Infinity Engine, and what, they told, and what one of the game's producers told IGN was that it's something they weren't able to achieve for this first year on the new hardware. A lot of times, new hardware comes out. A lot of times, new hardware comes out with new challenges. That's true, but that feels like a cop out to me, doesn't it? Kind of.
1: Mm, they just did not like, want to put in the extra yeah, resources. Yeah, it seems like they're just like,
0: you know what? It's a launch game. It will sell. It's Madden. It will sell. We'll just, you know, do it. A- yeah,
1: we'll wait till Madden fourteen to do it.
0: Yeah, that'll be the one that has it. But it's just weird. But by like, then, there'll be something else. It's, yeah. Them. It's just annoying because it's like Nintendo tried to fix this with the Wii U. That's why it's so multi platform friendly now. That's why, like. Especially right now. I mean. Yeah, yeah, right now, mm-hmm. before the next wave of. No, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: and realistically, whether it's in in this in between state or not, it's going to be a while before we get
0: a new console. It's going to be at least till the end of next year. Yeah, yeah so that, that's a that's long a year. That's a year. I mean, that's, in the grand scheme of things, a year is actually pretty small. If a console's life cycle is. If they're going on 10 years for PS3. And Xbox is on six or seven years by next year. That's a long time. Nintendo waited five years for the Wii U.
1: No, oh, yeah, but six years. No, that's a, years. I'm that's, a, that's a lot of games between now and then.
0: Like, that's true, but it's also but then the lawyer two third. I mean, the, the Wii next life I mean, might suck. I mean, in terms of multi-platform. But we've discussed this yeah. many times before.
1: Yeah, but back to me. Yeah,
0: I, no, I'm just hope that's all I had to say about man. I'm just hoping that uh, this isn't what becomes a trend where every game's missing a feature or two because the Wii U is new hardware. And by the way, EA, I don't know how to develop a game. I'll admit that. But yes, it's new hardware, but it's more powerful hardware. You should at least be able to do what you can do on the 360 and PS3 pretty easily, right? Am I crazy? Like, if it's more I advanced... It, but I heard it also it's also just, just as complicated to port a game from the, X, from the 360 to the PS3. Yeah, but it's kind of like if they're already porting it, just port the whole thing. It's possible. It's not like there's a limitation, a no, physical a, limitation well, to the uh, engine. Is the architecture? I guess the architecture. I don't because th- I mean, I that heard it. Different. Well, that's what I
1: just heard is it's not that simple. Yeah. I mean, you think? I mean, PS3, 360. Well, yeah. 360. If
0: you look at what happened with Konami recently, their Silent Hill collection on PS3 came out on PS3 and 360. 360 had these horrible bugs that they can't even patch. They said they're not even going to patch it. They're just going to give people free games as an apology. Oh wow. But yeah, like it is hard, definitely. But it's just it just strikes me as weird that they're like clearly they were able to do it on 360 and PS3 just fine. This is more powerful tech. It might take a little more investment, but I feel like it'd be a better product overall. But, whatever. I'm not EA. I'm sure it'll make tons of money regardless, so that's probably their strategy. Yeah, I mean, not from us, but from everyone else. Yeah, from people idea. that... I mean, honestly, any game sells well at launch. Games... The original Game Party, which actually they, they announced a sequel for Wii U. Or a uh, fourth quill. before people will want... Yeah, they many sell. Many games they, they want. They sell. Uh, but going back to EA, for one last announcement... Mass Effect 3, which was already confirmed for we will be there day and date with the system, or is that the right term? Day and date, yeah, with the system. We'll it is a launch title. It'll be a launch title, and they do feel re- like a big deal. They, re- yeah, it's a huge game, yeah. and they recognize that not everyone has played it. Because I know we, I think during our E3 episode, we talked about how Mass Effect 3. It's like that's great, but we're not going to jump in the middle. We don't know what's going on. Well, EA heard us. They list. They literally heard us too, and they're like these two guys on this little podcast, and we did this for them. <laughs> this is right. not going to buy our game, but. Yeah, well, maybe, I might, uh, actually. I'm, but, I might wait for discount. This yeah, I might wait for discount. But what they're doing is. I don't know if I will. It depends on the reviews. But what they're doing is to catch you up to speed with Mass Effect 1 and 2, they're including an interactive novel that will. That will it's basically a graphic novel that's somehow slightly animated or something. And it'll do the whole plot of the first two in summary. Hmm. They did this when Mass Effect 2 went to PS3, it included a novel of Mass Effect 1. And PS3 owners didn't seem to care. Like, they didn't see to go, oh, I can't play it, I don't know what's happening. It sold well on PS3. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll actually be a big hit on the Wii U. I mean, it does have a couple things working in its favor. It might be your favorite game of all time. It might. It just might. Oh, actually, you know, I you mean, probably won't finish it, though. I've never played a Mass Effect game, but uh, it... it, uh, Yeah, I, I, you're right, I won't finish it. Probably I just, just processed... No, I'll open it. But, I've, see, I've never played Mass Effect games, so I don't know if it'll be my favorite, but... There are some enticing reasons to get the Wii U version. It has the extended ending, as you may have heard, the original uh, Mass Effect 3 people were not happy with the ending and they released an extended one. Yeah, it's really up. bad because they made a big Yeah, deal they out made a big it. deal. I don't know exactly what you can hear like the whining from all over here. Yeah. But yeah, it comes with the DLC of the extended ending. It comes with the multiplayer the full multiplayer suite and all the D L C for multiplayer up to up through, or up to, sorry, the one they announced alongside Mass Effect 3 for Wii U at Summer Showcase. They announced a new, a new chapter of DLC called Leviathan, and that, they haven't confirmed it's coming to the Wii U. I imagine it'll come to Wii U as actual DLC and not be on disc. Hmm. But, we'll see. And in terms of uh, how it uses the Wii U, the gamepad will display a map, nothing too mind-blowing, but they did include a new weapon that lets you target up to 6 enemies using that map, so that's kind of neat. And so it's, a, m- a, it's like a map exclusive weapon? I guess. It's a, exclu- it's a Wii U exclusive weapon based on the fact that you have a map that you can touch. Hmm. Can, Sounds yeah. like... Oh. And mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. more significantly, and it looks quite instant and cool in the video previews, uh, it supports off-TV player, off-screen play. So if you're playing on TV, you hit one button on the controller, it immediately will zap the entire game to the controller, and you can play on the controller. Mm-hmm. And it's literally instant. I don't know if you saw Did you see that video? No. Oh, it's instant. There's no, it's like, he hits it and it's on the on the controller screen and off the
1: TV. Because considering the game was originally on a single screen, I guess yeah, no reason why. and all it
0: does is the TV screen will just display the map if you switch it. So you could just turn off the TV or change the channel and it's fine. Oh. Uh,
1: so it's technically not. So it's just reversing them. It's not really like
0: turning the TV side off. No, but that's not. Yeah, with all, Yeah, it's it's reversing them. But then you're welcome to change the input on the TV, and then it is like turning the TV off. I mean all you all you actually need is on the on the controller at that point yeah and it looks I'm really impressed with how instant it looked it's like
1: seamless. really instant <laughs> it's
0: literally seamless you can't describe it because it's just instant it's like a millisecond maybe you can't say instant any more slowly and I can't yeah it, it's instant-er than the instant I just said and that's EA that's we. wow we kind of blew through three announcements pretty quickly there but yeah, so that's FIFA, Madden, and Mass Effect Three. All three will be on the Wii U at launch, presumably in November. But we'll find out that date pretty soon. I, I suspect we will find out that date before the next episode of the podcast in two weeks. Really? Yeah, because like marketing. Andy? Probably because marketing materials are already out. I was at GameStop today. Actually, I tweeted this, and uh, it's on the Random Nintendo Twitter. Which reminds me, follow us on Twitter at, at Random nintendo. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I tweeted this photo from GameStop. They have marketing material up. They have these giant boxes promoting various Wii U stuff already in the store. And a rumor has it that on this coming week, I believe on Monday, is when they're kicking off Wii U pre-orders. If, it, if the rumors are true. Hm. so, we presumably will, I imagine Intel will just do a Nintendo Direct or something to announce it. So we could presumably know everything there is to know about the Wii U by the next podcast. And of course, if that's the case, we will bring you that news, we will discuss that news, we will enjoy that news. And Hopefully there's a the launch at CityWalk, And, yeah, that'd be nice for us since in L.A., that's where Nintendo does the big launches. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's EA. Now, I know, Jose, you personally are a pretty big Capcom fan, correct? Very big Capcom fan. And I'm guessing, what were your thoughts, like, at E3, when Capcom didn't show anything, oh. Gesundheit. Yeah. <coughs> Gesundheit again. Oh. Thank you. When Capcom even. didn't show... Yes, that, that's what happens when you say Gesundheit. Or that's what triggers like tight." When Capcom showed uh nothing for the wii u at e3 what was your reaction i'm curious um, were you really like, bummed
1: yes and no mostly no because at that point i was like really into marvels capcom and that was the only capcom game i was happy with like the only game i would have wanted info on was just the phoenix games right and i felt
0: i wasn't gonna get anything about those anytime soon what would you do if they made a new phoenix specifically for the wii u I'm not saying uh, they are. I'm just asking. Would you be into that? Or would you prefer it on portables?
1: I would prefer it on portable, even though I do have two of them on the Wii... On the... The, 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 the Wii Shop channel.
0: Yeah, Were, Which actually gives you a better educated decision of why you're preferring portable. You yeah, it definitely portable. Yeah. What, what about, like, something where... I mean, it's kind of... it, if it, it, it be like, like the could whole Rhythm Heaven, t- Rhythm Heaven fever Well, thing? what if it was, like, off-TV play, where you could, you know, it works on the console, but you just play it in the controller itself?
1: Then it would just make me... It would really just make me say, like, why didn't they just put it on the like, portable okay. it, yeah. It's like the whole Rhythm Heaven Fever thing. Right. It or, was a really fun game, and I love it, but every moment of it made me wish it was on a 3DS. Instead of the way. Every level seemed to be designed around, like, having this 3D thing going on. Right. Like Paper Mario. It's like, know, like what were they thinking? But they probably weren't.
0: But, you know, right. But, uh, um. anyway, so, Capcom. The reason I brought up Capcom is they are teasing... They're teasing, uh, sorry, uh, possible technical difficulties that we were looking into with this recording. I hope oh. this is recording. It is recording. It's not showing a timestamp on Don't our recording program. It. Don't worry about it. Oh, I'm very worried. You may not hear this. If you're hearing this, you are lucky to be doing so, and you should feel privileged and honored. It's clearly recording. Okay, anyway. <laughs> sorry. Clearly. Sorry. It's the heat. As I mentioned, it's a million degrees. It's, it's, it's messing with my mind. Capcom. Back to important things. Capcom. Is teasing some sort of big announcement. Uh, they're saying their v- one of their VPs, Chris, uh, Christian Svensson, is that how you say his name? Uh, I would say that. Sure. Yeah. Who? Uh, he's the one that commonly talks on the Capcom community forums, and he has told a fan that there's some good that some good stuff is coming to the Wii U. He can't say when. He can't say what. He just said keep an eye out. So, uh, so there you go. Wonder- Capcom supporting the Wii U after a weird radio silence for the past year.
1: By any chance, did you happen to catch what their arcade announcement was last week? No, I didn't. Because they made an announcement about a new arcade game. And many people were speculating it was a new Dark Stoppers game because they... Like, could re- be. I can see that, that
0: being a launch tile for the Wii. U. They seem mm-hmm. to always bring some sort of new fighting game to Nintendo. Like, 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 it's
1: already now. out there. I just forgot to check. Oh, well. I'll check everything. right now while we
0: do this. Oh. Well, or um, not. Yeah, I'll, I'll, or check, not. I'll check later. But, but yeah, um, so yeah. We're getting something from Capcom pretty soon. I imagine that when Nintendo does their next blowout of Wii U. Resident Evil 6 Wii U edition. Probably that, and probably some sort of fighting game. And, uh, the other interesting new announcement... Sorry, I'm making sure I'm not skipping anything about Capcom here. Okay. Toki Tori, we kind of talked about at the beginning. That's Capcom? No, it's not Capcom. I'm saying the other new announcement that's not Capcom. Well, there's two more announcements. The other one of interest is Toki Tori, from the developers over at Two Tribes and not Capcom. They, uh... (laughs) They made Toki Tori for the WiiWare, and it was a cool little puzzle platformer based on an old Game Boy Color game. And it's now coming to the Wii U officially. They're doing Toki Tori Two on Wii U. It's also going to come to Steam and iOS. Not the first one, dude. In terms of sales, yeah, well enough for a sequel. That's for sure. But I, I, I mean, here's the thing: they've been teasing it for a while, and they've been drawing up support for it. So I imagine it's doing well. But hmm, that it's was doing a, well enough that they could do a sequel. Oh, because like I was on the it on the 3DS. But oh yeah, it's on 3DS. The Game Boy Color one, huh? Well, you shall. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's. put why don't you get in the see? I mean, I'm interested in the sequel just because it looks pretty cool, and there it actually has a couple Wii U exclusive. Yeah, my platform. It's puzzle, but pl- yeah, yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, it's um. The Wii U one has something. Uh, first of all, downloadable title. They're aiming for launch, I believe. Wow, uh, downloadable it, launch titles. Yeah, it's good. I know it's kind of surprising, right? Yeah. Nintendo finally has their and, on- and they're actually shop together. worth looking
1: at. Like, yeah. And this
0: one, speaking of worth looking at, full 1080p. Oh wow. Yeah, for I think one of the first confirmed games to be running in full 1080p. Well, just because it's 1080p doesn't mean gonna Look good. Uh, the trailer looks pretty good. It has like that cute, Nintendo-ish vibe going. The oh, right. it looks good. Um, it does have a couple Wii U. It has one big Wii U exclusive feature, which they're calling the Decks. What does that remind you of? Pokedex. Because that's what it is. Basically, you can use the, te- the gamepad as a virtual... No, literally, that's what it is. It, I just got a funny Wait, look. so you scan people? Or... Yeah, no, you collect creatures and it tracks them. Because what you do is use the gamepad as a virtual camera with a viewfinder. So, like the sniper thing from Zombie U again. Except you're using it... I, that seems to be a running theme, by the way. It seems like every game somehow... Look, you can use it as a viewfinder. No, but nothing wrong with that. Panorama view. I mean, it's features there. Why not use exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, Panorama View. That demo used it to an extreme. Well, that's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're in a 3D bubble. Or a 360 degree bubble, I mean. But, um, so you use it to, as a camera viewfinder, when you're looking around levels, and can scan creatures and objects, and they'll, they'll photogra- get photographed and inserted into the Toki decks which will keep track of everything you collect. Ah. Basically, what this means is, I now want Pokemon Snap for the Wii U. And I will do anything for Pokemon Snap for the Wii U. Well, Anything.
1: I guess the fact we're getting the Dream Radar means we're not getting it anytime soon.
0: That's true. But I don't know. Actually, depending no, on that, how that does, here, maybe well, here's here's the the thing. Thing. if that here's really Here's the thing. Well. Dream Radar is for 3DS, and that is, is kind of like Pokemon no, Snap. No, well, yeah, that's what I mean. This is for Wii U. They could still do Pokemon Snap regardless of how Dream Radar does. They're slightly different. Like, it's no different than releasing Pokemon Train Guard game on Game Boy Color and Pokemon Snap on N64. You know yeah, I mean? but Dream Radar is pretty I guess, similar yeah. to It is AR, now. Yeah, sure. The any difference is one
1: is not pre rendered
0: areas and it's just your house. Yeah, Dream Radar is weird because it's like, if I remember correctly, it's, it's augmented reality, right? So you're just looking around your house and it pops up Pokemon and they use like a lasso game. It's like, like, like that,
1: like that ds game that actually was just for DSI that it had its own case Spirit
0: Hunter or whatever it's called. No, it was, like, it was
1: like you were tracking down viruses or something? I don't oh. know. Oh! Yeah, I forgot what it's was called, like... And I remember that one of the few games actually had a case that said DSi. Yeah, something like yeah, that. it was, uh...
0: Oh, God, they escaped me. Um, yeah, actually, I heard that was, like, it was a cool concept, and they did it well. It was just really shallow. You know what I mean? Because it's like, how long are you gonna just track... Yeah, you know, how long are you just gonna look around your house with the yeah, right. reality? Which makes it interesting that, um... Spirit... What is it called? Spirit Radar? or not Spirit sorry Dream Radar yeah. Pokemon Dream Radar seems to be trying to tackle that by adding the fact that you can import Pokemon into Black and White too. so you're doing it for a reason really yeah. yeah
1: yeah I can't really see yourself really enjoying the game outside of collecting Pokemon just for that game
0: yeah Although Pokedex, see Pokedex Pro makes more sense. That's the other thing that, that's should, coming have been, out alongside that black should have been that should have been part too. of Pokedex Pro. It really should have. And the thing like that instead I of fi- capturing them, you just scan them and that's it. Yeah. And the thing that I find kind of funny about uh, Pokedex Pro is they're like, oh, you can use it while playing Pokemon. No, you can't. You have to close Pokemon. You can't have both apps at the same time.
1: Well, I think they mean like while you're playing, while you're delving into the adventure
0: of one. You can see. It, on what? How? Well, it's, it's, I mean,
1: like, I'm playing two games... By the same. way, the
0: game you're thinking of is System Flaw, and you weren't collecting viruses, you're collecting... Gl- is, uh, like, computer viruses, not, like, disease viruses.
1: I, I never said either. I, I know, I, I
0: assumed one and not the other. And there was also one called Photo Showdown, which, uh, you use monsters by taking... You, you, you collect monsters by taking uh, pictures of, prim- of different things, and it takes the primary color of that thing and makes a monster off of it. Oh. Those were the two big DSI exclusives. Of course. Of course. But yeah, system flaw, that's what you are thinking of. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Pokedex, I'm not sure how it's just a juggle, but too.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't know. Nintendo probably didn't care. They know they're going to sell copies, downloads. Well, Pokedex, well,
1: yeah. I think one is just when you just want to look up Yeah, and build but it's just plan. their
0: billing is, like, perfect when you're venturing through Pokemon Black and White 2. So, not really, Nintendo, not really. Well, have you ever... I'm just saying you can't look at the Pokédex and play the game because they're on the same screen and you have to close one to open the other. So it takes like two minutes just to switch back and forth.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, I don't think it's as
0: big of a deal. It's not a huge deal. I just find funny that their marketing thing is you can check it while playing. No, you can't really. They make it sound like you can run them concurrently. You can't, yeah. Or not concurrently. Simultaneously, you have to run concurrently. You have to switch back and forth. That's all. It's a nitpick, but... It was buying me time to look up the name system flaw. okay? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh... Alrighty. so that's Toki Tori that's launch hopefully one more that's launch presumably I think it's for launch is WB Games is has announced that uh, Game Party Champions I know you're excited about this one Jose Game Party Champions is coming to the Wii U oh, and okay. this totally fits in with when remember we a little bit ago I was kind of complaining that EA might be doing the whole like the Wii U's casual like the Wii Game Party Champions definitely is following that mindset WB Games is totally thinking oh we have three game party games on the Wii. One launched with the system when we were still Midway, and two of them have done well since. Let's do a Wii U one. So that's well, what they're. I guess doing.
1: all these party games have to get in there before Mario Party comes out. Pretty much. Well, I mean, or they're, carnival. they're just
0: they're just hoping to have or oh, carnival. Yeah. I am shocked. There's not carnival games. There will be. Probably. You'd think they do it at launch. It's a big franchise. I'm
1: surprised it it's is. It's two K
0: plays only big franchise. I think. Hmm. But anyway, uh. Game Party Champion. It's gonna use Wiimote nunchuck. It's gonna use game. It's got to use uh, the game pad. It's gonna do a, uh, asymmetric gameplay like all the other party games. As in Rabbid Land and Nintendo Land. Weird how they're both called Land. Um, it's gonna have a. They're gonna try and add a story mode, so single player people have something to do. Oh wow! You are venturing to become the Game Party Champion. That's clearly the oh, story. like the superstar or whatever. Exactly. It's, a, it's probably a shallow as Mario parties. And know I mean, yeah. It also has you know party mode, quick play mode, all that jazz. But yeah, it's uh, it's another confirmed Wii U game, so that's good. It's not very exciting, so that's not so good. But you know, just another game to add to the list. It makes you wonder how many other games haven't been announced yet that'll be there at launch.
1: Probably going to be a lot of like shovelware at launch.
0: Yeah, there's probably going to be some surprises too. I mean, Capcom, as we were saying, is teasing something. I imagine for around launch, it's going to be Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Four. 5, 6.
1: Because they did, they did, I remember, no, it probably isn't it, but Monster while, Hunter
0: 4 is coming out on 3DS But, next but not, year, not so long ago, so they said they do have a Monster Hunter announcement very soon. Probably but. Monster Hunter 3G for the 3DS in America. That's be- been out in Japan. By the way, can we discuss for a second why Capcom would call Monster Hunter 3G Monster Hunter 3G implying it has cell support, like cell okay, data they, support. Is that what they meant? No, it's called 3G because it's like, uh, it's like three and a half really. The G is like, I don't know what the G stands for, but, generation? I, I guess. But it's not an actual new monster. It's like Monster Hunter 3 Plus. But they put a G on it, and every time I see it, I'm like, wait, it supports cell data? What? <laughs> but, yeah. That's silly naming on Capcom's part. But they always name their stuff really weird. What's the name of the latest Street Fighter 4? The, um, the, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition version 2012. Yeah, see, that demonstrates how bad Capcom, oops, that demonstrates how bad Capcom is at naming things.
1: Oh, well, I don't know. I I think it's an okay name. I mean, it's just super. It's
0: abbreviated to SSF4AEV12. I guess I got used to Do other games. Do you guys how many games. letters and numbers there are there? An abbreviation is supposed to be like three or uh, four letters, not 18,000 <laughs> letters. Other
1: fighting <laughs> games, everything is That's true, that's true. Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3, and... I don't know what other fighting games yeah the Darkstalkers never seem to suffer like these Darkstalkers
0: 1, 2, and 3 right but that, that's probably because they stopped so quickly but... yeah,
1: yeah well that's just they feel the need to name every single patch and upgrade like version 2012 was just a patch like, right to like update themselves with the latest like Evo and all blah blah blah, blah. but yeah I don't know yeah. they, they felt the need to add it, version 2012 now they're version 2012. I guess Arcade Edition was when they released it on Arcade they didn't have to Give it any name But they did Yes
0: yes I guess It's just a funny name It's really long Yeah uh, You know speaking of Street Fighter Now it's actually not a bad time to mention We went to Combo Attack Which was IM8Bit and Capcom's 25th anniversary of Street Fighter fan art exhibit At the IM8Bit gallery in, Up in LA proper Up in Echo Park In the Echo Park area That was what a week ago? Yeah a week yeah, ago was That was fun That no, was, was fun it, uh, that's actually where Nintendo held the Rhythm Heaven Fever launch event that we talked about back in one of our February episodes. Yeah, that
1: was awesome.
0: Yeah, this one was cool. It had, uh, over 50 pieces of art. Which is really nice. Yeah, there's some every, really cool art.
1: Every single character was represented. In some way. Yeah, and many different, like, art styles, too. That was, like, the best part. I, was, I wasn't even expecting to see, like, remember that one picture? I think it was a Zangief action figure. Like just Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, just, like, I don't know. Like, I was expecting just paintings and... Just yeah, no, they uh, had, like hand, sti- yes. they had
0: hand stitch stuff. Yeah, I got dioramas. They had like yeah. a mobile, mobile, whatever it's called, hanging yeah. from the ceiling. you like, uh,
1: literally got like you wouldn't know what to expect. It's it it a cool, it, it, it was, cool. was surprising.
0: And they had and every free drinks, and
1: you could buy, any, <laughs> and you could buy any, and you could buy any of those pieces.
0: Yeah, for a lot of money. One of them's going for like twenty four hundred dollars.
1: There was one that I thought was the coolest. I was, I was actually only worth twenty five. I was really tempted to buy only twenty
0: five. Was it the original piece or a print of it?
1: No, it was, uh, the one that had, like, all those characters, like, in rows and Oh, the one. Know
0: Your Street Fighter? Yeah, it was, like, in order. Yeah. I really wanted to get they had posters of that for 25
1: Well, no, well, on the, on the side where it had the name of the
0: artist, on on the bottom it was at $25. Then don't posters, no way, is Oh, uh, well, either way, I mean, yeah, no, that's, that. that's cool, cool. that's yeah. one. But the reason I, uh... I don't know why I didn't get it. Yeah, it was cool, they didn't have any actual games there, because it was all about the art, but it's still pretty cool, um... We actually, our second ever extra, and just a reminder extras are the new art editorials and articles we're doing in addition to the podcast at the uh Our second ever extra was actually all about Combo Attack. We took a camera and ourselves over there and we checked it out. Yep. So, yeah, go check out the article. We have about 10, 11 pictures of our favorite pieces. And a brief little write-up, basically, of what we just said out loud. So you don't need to read that. But go check out the photos. They're pretty cool. It's called I Am A Bit the Street Fighter under Extra over at com. Yeah. Yep. So that's Combo Attack. Now we get back to our regularly scheduled news. I just thought to throw that in there. <laughs> and back to our show. And back to our normal show. Where were we? We were done with game party chances. Oh, yeah.
1: WB Games and their casual. And their casual. Oh, not
0: i Smash Brothers. Yes. Do you want to tackle this one, or do you want me to continue... Um, you lead the charge. the charge. Yeah. All right. So I'll,
1: I'll chime in whenever I feel like saying anything.
0: On the topic, of, <laughs> on the topic of Wii U games, uh, Smash Bros is coming to Wii U, as we know, and what? 3ds. Yeah, no I know, way. right? Yeah, and it's being developed by Namco Bandai. Did you hear that? Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so it's coming to Wii U, as it's, it has been confirmed. And uh, Sakurai, the mastermind behind the franchise, actually spoke with the I believe British version of IGN about the oh, next man. entry in the series. Yeah, them, the ones that. Yeah. Wait, what are you getting at here? I think we're on the same page.
1: Well, it's because um, I saw them when they were doing their 3ds XL like unboxing. Um, yeah, yeah. And they were just like overly campy. Kind of
0: thing. Yeah. Well, they're British. British people are cheeky. Oh, uh, I, I thought they were. No, they're just uh, British. Haven't you watched any of the Olympics? All the Brits are very like. British uh, I, I just <laughs> kept up with the stats. Ah, uh, kind kinda. of. I'm of not really.
1: <laughs> well, um, someone put up the stats through Minecraft. software for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of cool. That's a cool way of doing it, actually. But anyway, Sakurai had a couple different things to say about... That kind of addressed some of the issues you brought up over the past few episodes when we've talked about Smash Bros. For example, in terms of controls, Sakurai said that the GameCube controller is not the only way to control Smash Bros, so we will look into ways that fit the Wii oh. In other words, he's admitting that, yeah, you can't use the GameCube controller, but, hey, you didn't have to in the past, so, yeah, we'll come up with alternatives. I think the Pro Controller is going to be the way to go. Well, I'm telling you it is. Or the game, yeah... We've discussed this Yeah, before.
1: just because of the four-player thing. Smash Brothers mm-hmm. Kudor has it, to be the way it goes. Yeah,
0: it, it, that's, that, that's at its core. It's a four-player party Right. Unless you unless you prefer I mean, remote nunchuck, that'll probably still be supported if you prefer
1: that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Well, I mean, either or. It's just that... Because um, remember, Sakura, I don't know how much of an emphasis he's actually going to even bother to give the the competitiveness to it because he always said it was a party game. He never planned for it to be a competitive well, fighting what's funny. game. So, I mean... He he might still treat it as an afterthought, but just maybe
0: take into it a, a little more consideration than usual. Yeah, original. yeah. He actually, and kind of on the same notes, like we talked about a few episodes ago, I believe that he wanted to mix up the series somehow and keep it fresh. He has clarified what he was saying to IGN, specifically saying that the game system itself, in other words, the core franchise is the core Smash Bros. gameplay is complete. So we don't want that, we don't want to make it three D or introduce complicated controls just for the sake of it. However. I'm thinking of ways we can introduce a slightly different fun experience, all the while keeping the usual frantic gameplay. So I guess he's—I guess his other quote, where he was saying he wants to mix it up, was taking out context, and he's saying he wants to mix up some of the, some of the superfluous stuff while still keeping the core gameplay. So, is, would you say that's good or bad in the long run? Because I know you were actually excited about the fact that he was going to mix up the gameplay. Now he's kind of backpedaling slightly, saying he's just mm. changing the superfluous level of stuff. It sounds like.
1: I guess I wouldn't mind, I mean it just I I mean that's the thing, like I'm sure any core fan is like like I wouldn't mind more the same. Yeah. But I do like being surprised.
0: Right. Well maybe he'll do something maybe he'll do something that is surprising somehow without really changing what makes Smash Bros Smash Bros bros. I guess that'd be the best of both worlds really. If he could like somehow add something while keeping the core gameplay intact. Hmm. And the last thing he talked about speaking of adding is adding third party characters. He doesn't plan on doing a lot of it. That's good. He basically said Sonic and Snake are awesome But he doesn't want to introduce more non Nintendo characters and I quote Willy nilly because it will uh, Lose the focus of the game And he wants to narrow it down and keep only You know X number of characters and only certain characters So That also goes with the rumor that there might be fewer playable characters mm-hmm. Which I think we discussed a while ago
1: As long as When he says fewer playable characters As long as each one is like If they're all
0: more diverse Yeah I think you, I think the day of the clone character is done. Because how the see clone characters Because
1: like that like makes me go back to um like Marvel's Capcom. Like there yep. are in Marvel's Capcom two there were fifty two characters total. And in Marvel's Capcom three there were forty eight. Yeah. So there are a significantly amount like less amount of characters, but um there aren't like six reuse. Like there were so many clones in Marvel's Capcom two it was ridiculous. Two of them were literally Wolverine except one was Metal Claws and one was Bone Claws and they were identical in every way except one had one that's special he didn't have Metal Claws so yeah maybe let's so maybe he's going
0: that route and he's just swapping out the yeah well that'd be nice because honestly I was never a fan of the fact that there's Mario make Ganondorf more
1: different even though they made him a lot more different in this one Or still he's just an even slower
0: it's kind of like how Fox and and fox and falco and wolf were all kind of similar but slightly different
1: falco changed a lot compared to uh, Fine. fox and wolf Ma- oh yeah fox and wolf actually i don't know wolf is
0: just a faster fox isn't
1: he no he's he's a slower weird because uh, no if you look More at
0: powerful it, i should say no
1: faster. but the, the only similarities between them is the fact that they have a ray gun but it works way different they right. have a side beat they have the same dash push-nash. Oh, the final Smash is identical for the I most just, part. Yeah, I just but everything else about him is way different. All right. You would know more than Way this case, different.
0: So I'll take your word on that. Way different. All right, I got it. Way different. Uh, but yeah, so that's what Sakurai is saying about Smash Bros. I imagine if he's talking about it already, I imagine we'll see something about it at the next E3. Hmm. I hope. I next also. June. Speaking of the next E3, oh. Awesome Transition is awesome. Um, <laughs> it's staying in LA. There's are some rumors. So there are some, yeah, there are some big rumors that E3 was going to leave LA next year, because after this year, because uh, they're apparently building, they're in the process of setting up a football stadium in LA Live, which is where the convention center is, where a Staples Center is, where Nokia Theater, where Nintendo does its press conference. All that is the same little area in downtown LA, and they were pl- they're building Farmers Field, which is going to be this new football stadium, and. The construction requires tearing down half of the convention center and replacing it with a new hall that will be kind of under the stadium or something like that. So e, uh, E3, was but the ESA, Entertainment Software Association, they run E3, and they basically were saying we don't want to do that because we don't want our attendees to have to walk through piles of sawdust and construction and whatnot. So they've been negotiating with the city, and it turns out they will be staying in L.A. through at least 2015 which is awesome for us, because like you said, that means we might have a chance to go, which means all you listeners at home can get cool coverage and videos and impressions and that stuff. sort of thing. And mm-hmm. stuff. We could do a swag giveaway, an E3 swag giveaway. Uh, planning ahead there. But, um, yeah, so it's saying 2015, and part of the deal they got in order to get it to stay is apparently there's some crazy price gouging on restaurants and hotels in the area, and they actually got everyone in the restaurants and the hotels to say they will not gouge prices, they will not raise prices, they will a good deal for all the E3 people and similarly construction will cease when they're when E3 is happening there will be no construction of Farmers Field that affects the convention center during E3 they'll actually like stop construction for mm. that week that's good so I mean it makes sense LA was making all these concessions to E3 because E3 is the biggest thing that L- the biggest convention that LA hosts so of the year it brings in a ton of money last time with the X Games we're going up the same time right yeah X Games and E3 are at the same time. Or, no, no, no. X Games and AMA Expo are at the same time. E3 and X Games are not at the same time because they both use too much of uh, too much of LA Live to properly split between the two of them. X Games is a few weeks after E3. Ah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's E3 staying, and that's cool. And one last piece of news before we get to Jason's sales corner. Uh-oh. Is unintentionally, at least I don't think Nintendo planned for it to be this way, the Wii U game box designs have been released. Oh, and they look... They look like GameCube boxes, but blue. It's pippy. They look like GameCube boxes. There, yeah. we included a link uh, to a Kotaku article discussing the box art. If you haven't seen it yet, all you listeners, you can go to go to today's episode, Summer of Rhythm, which I don't think I ever said at the top of the show is the name of the episode. Well, today's episode <laughs> is called Summer of Rhythm, because we're talking about Rhythm Thief and Theorhythm. But anyway, if you go to the the blog post for that corresponding episode, scroll down to the new the list of news articles that we referenced. You can find the box art there, uh, a link there. It looks a lot like a GameCube box. It has that same sort of half-circle splash thing along the top, but instead of being black, it's now blue, and instead of having a gray, or like a kind of silvery-gray divider from the box art, it has a bright yellow one, which is odd, because there's been no indication that yellow has anything to do with the Wii U up till now. So I wonder if blue and so yellow... So is the box itself gonna be blue? Yeah, or? the the plastic of the box will be blue. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, it's uh, like they're, they're basically swapping out. Really, what I think Nintendo's doing is because, to be honest, I like the like classy white of the Wii. Like I really like the box design for the Wii a lot, where it has like not only is there the top stripe that shows the Wii logo, but that little white bar continues all the way around the box. Like if you look at the back of a box, it has that same little like swoosh of white, and then no. that swoosh, no, let me here we have a box right here, don't we? And in that. It has like the same swoosh in the back. Is it okay? If you look at the front of the Wii box, it says Wii in a little like extended white piece, and then it goes narrow, right? Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Everyone at home, get out of Wii box and follow along. <laughs> so it has this little white strip, and it goes around to the spine, and the whole spine's white, and that goes around to the back, and there's another little dip of white where they fill in the game specifics like controllers and stuff, and then it continues that white strip all the way around. Mm. Then on the bottom, it's also white in the bottom half of the back, and it has these little like curved edges suggesting. That it's almost like the white, like it's one you cohesive. Looked, uh, we well, I'm into design. Time, I'm you? into
1: design. Let me put this one. Well, let me see. Look, grab that GameCube game.
0: Yeah, we'll Spider Man. We'll compare it. I didn't mean to grab that one, but there it is. All right, here, we'll compare. So, with GameCube, the bottom and the side, the back and the side have a continuous bottom black box. Yeah, I'm going way in depth about this. I'm into design. And the front has the black squish on the top, but there's no like connecting thing to the front side and back there's no like with the with the Wii one it almost looks like I don't know how parts it almost looks like there's a set here's the Wii's design it's this flowing white bar that goes all the way around and then we insert stuff into the gaps that the bar is not covered that the white isn't covering Hmm. like it almost looks like like if you look at the where the like Nintendo warnings and contact information are on the lower half of the Wii box it's not just, like, a cutoff. It has a slight curve showing that, like, the white of the spine continues onto the back. Like, it's this one big piece of white. Like, it's a very cohesive design. The plastic is white. Mm-hmm, it's it's really all very... Out. Yeah, it's all very it's thought like out. like the 3DS box, right? 3DS is a weird Uh-oh. in-between. <laughs> 3DS is a weird in-between. So, 3DS, they have the white bar... I can't believe we're going to this much depth. Sorry, folks. 3DS, <laughs> they have a white bar on the right side. The spine is white, and the back has... Well, this is a bad example, because the whole back is white. Sorry, Mario. And the back... Is actually 3ds is a lot more like GameCube, where the su- the spine and the back lower half kind of flow together, but the front's detached. Huh. I really like how the Wii's it was all one attached white flurry. And the Wii so U isn't doing that. The Wii this. U does not appear to be doing that. With the Wii U, you have the GameCube-style swish on the top. Make sure you put all the games back I, in there. I, order, I'll try or to. Wii U, I'll do it after we're done recording But Wii U has, from what I can see from different press shots that have come out, both head-on and side views. The front is the swish, the side is a white spine randomly, even though there's no white anything else, and the back, I have no idea. Presumably, the back will do white on the bottom half, similar to Game GameCube, is black on the bottom half, and now will flow into the spine. But yeah, I'm going way in depth. But it seems like very detached by comparison. Like, the Wii's just look very slick, very classy, the white is like a cool might little as well grab a DS
1: because you already compared to every single one. You want me to? I thought you were missing. Alright, fine.
0: DS. Ooh, Ace Attorney, good choice. Thank you. DS actually No, oh, that looks like the GameCube one kinda. DS is a weird hybrid of what we became and what GameCube was. So they have the left <laughs> no seriously, they have the left spine which is white, and then a piece of that spine or sorry, the left swoosh, oh, yeah, right, I see that. the left logo thing. is white. Then if you turn it to the spine, the white continues up a third of the spine, or along the top third, top quarter of the spine, so it's like a continuous thing. But then it cuts off on the back, and then you have a black bottom. So that one's really doesn't flow. That's but weird. yeah, see I never noticed with the D, I didn't notice this until they did it right with the Wii. And now when I look at the others, it looks so different. I have no idea so much thought was put into these boxes. I had no idea. I knew this much about these boxes. and had this much of an opinion about. You might as well that. grab a PS3 box. No, I'm done. I'm comparing Nintendo. But I want to see how they compare. Fine. Where's their PS3 box? PS3 box. It's right. so nice sitting in front of all your games. Right there.
1: This thing
0: Yeah, here? just grab anything. Well, PS3, they did a whole Ooh, box redesign. They did a box redesign halfway through. If you're okay, PS3 does it right too. PS3, they have the black to grey gradient on the front top black to grey gradient on the spine black to grey gradient on the back top it's one continuous it's different heights but it's one continuous grey gradient oh wow! Well. and the Very bottom beautiful. has like a black thing it's all black the black the back bottom are really we like the clear boxes for some reason yeah the clear boxes look nice the Wii U boxes unlike PS3 which is Blu-ray size so they're smaller the Wii U box will be a DVD box so wow. full size and it will be so Nintendo's still it looks wasting like it'll all be, their plastic huh well, the inside. Keep in mind, with the Wii now and the 3DS, the inside of the plastic is holes.
1: Oh no! Well, I mean the Wii. I mean DVD case size. Oh I'm yeah. Okay. But I mean DS games. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a waste. I agree. But well, yeah, I mean, so. it's still better than. Have you Have you seen? Um, this goes for anybody. How. Because they can answer. They so- could totally
0: answer you right now. They, you'll hear them.
1: Oh, well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen how Sony ships their SD cards or their
0: microSDs for the Vita? They it's put it in a piece of cardboard that's, like, the size like, of a DVD case. Well,
1: yeah, like, the DVD, like, if they're tiny enough, but the way they ship them to people, yeah, they put them, like, in a really big box, like, maybe, like, 15 times the size of it. Yeah. And they, like, fit it with, like, all these things. I don't know,
0: it's, like, ridiculous. Like, are they expecting it to get shot by guns? No. They are. They're expecting every SD card to go through all sorts of crazy military bases I mean, like before they get to your house. <laughs> it, <laughs> but is. it totally is. It's a waste of space It's a waste of... I mean, of, I'm pretty
1: uh, sure you could drop a SD from like a four-story building and it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, well, it depends on how, how it lands. If it hits a rock and splits, maybe not. No, oh, good yeah. point. Well, but yeah, that, uh, that's my it'll analysis. Pro- it'll probably like float off somewhere before you right. hits to the ground. Right, but yeah, just to kind of cap what I was saying about the Wii U box. Obviously, I haven't seen the whole box, but the blue swoosh is interesting. It's very reminiscent of GameCube, which I actually kind of like. But I wish it had the flow of the Wii box.
1: Uh, mine is the last game I got that didn't have the recycled yeah. version. Yours and, did, I think.
0: Yeah, mine did. It which did. is weird because you we got them at the same yeah. time. And by recycled version, I mean those holes in the plastic. Yeah, that, that are basically the, the, the recycle. signs, yeah. But yeah, um, I'm really curious what that yellow on the Wii U box means.
1: Like, um, is yellow and blue going to be the marking cards? Like, will it be blue with yellow highlights? It's the color of Mario because apparently yellow is more than the colors in Super Mario 3 Land, but and Super Mario 2. Well, that's 2 just 2. the
0: Mario 3D Land's not in yellow.
1: Haven't you played the game? Yeah? Like, the whole title screen is all yellow. Oh, true. Yellow, well, yeah. that's just to
0: make it pop because uh, black on yellow really pops because uh, it has the black shad- drop shadow on the logo. Yeah. Well, yeah. But anyway, and uh, Mario, New Mario Bros. 2 is yellow because of the coins. The gold. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's Box Analysis. I look forward to seeing the channel's marketing plans for Wii U more thoroughly uh, and the box up close. But uh, third party characters, that what, what were we talking about? What are you talking about? We're way beyond Smash Bros.
1: I don't know. That's a, I
0: just, we were, yeah, you know. no, we were we were down, way down there, a little cheat oh, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, we're up to Jason's sales corner now. Oh, good idea. More Jason. I'll make it brief because there's really not much to say. Uh, 3DS XL launched in Japan on the 28th and during its first weekend it sold 193 units. Is that a lot? It's less than half of the original 3DS which sold some like 430. Okay. Uh, it's, I still don't know that however, uh it However, yeah. it outperformed the DSI which launched in 2008 and sold 170,000 units and it outperformed the DSI XL which launched in 09 and sold 100,000 units in its first weekend. So in other words, it's doing well compared to other revision systems, but obviously it's not doing as well as the original 3DS because it's not a brand new console. It's just a revision. So take that as you will. It's hard to say. Mario, uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2, however, during that same weekend because they came out together, sold 430,000 physical copies. No word on how it did digitally on the eShop. However, the eShop did go down when it first came out. Due oh. to the demand. So that probably means it did well. Or Nintendo did not anticipate at all people. Down yeah, there hopefully that doesn't happen here No, I think they would prep They had, a, they had uh, Japan as a test run, basically uh, Also, July NPD numbers came out for US sales And these are also pretty quick to run through So, let's do it uh, It was a really slow month Sales are down, the industry as a whole is down another 20% over last month Which was already down Have and people so, gone tired of video games? It seems like it's just a lull It's the end of one generation, basically It's the tail end of the current generation That's true but, uh, software sales actually dipped 23%, versus the 20% of just the industry as a whole. So there weren't any big... Really, there weren't any huge games either. Like, there were a lot of niche games, like no. Theater Rhythm, Rhythm Thief, uh, Heroes of Ruin, when just Sp- maybe 3DS when, when, when ones. Once Fallout Cybertron comes out, I'm sure i will pick up the Oh, game. I'm sure. Yeah. But no, August is big, because there's, uh, the 3DS XL, there's New Super Mario Bros. 2, there's Sleeping Dogs... Cybertron. There's Fallout Cybertron, I'm getting there, there's Fallout Cybertron, there's Sleeping Dogs from Square Enix, there's a lot of... There, I think Darksiders 2 is an August release, or early September, maybe... But no, it, is August. it yeah. is August. At least on non Wii U systems. It'll be on Wii U holidays, I believe. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming in August, so I imagine sales will be up. And the MPG is actually expecting the 3DS XL Mario to really help boost sales. But in terms of July, the 3DS was the only system that saw a year-over-year sales increase. It was the only system that July of 2011 and July of 2012 did better in 2012. And the D, the 3DS and the normal DS surprisingly both saw increases over their June sales numbers. Also, the only systems to see any sort of increase month to month. Uh, this means, based on last month's numbers, this means the 3DS must have sold at least 124,000, and the DS must have sold at least 120,000. So, mm. well, so go Nintendo. Kind of stuff is down, but theirs is up slightly. So go Nintendo. Go Nintendo. Uh, they're really, I mean, it was not a huge month in terms of software. Sales are down 23%, like I said. There are no major surprises in the top 10 at all. I mean, you got no Nintendo exclusives up there, so nothing super relevant to us. But, uh, Lego Batman 2 got a boost and did number two, and landed in number two, probably because the Dark Knight Rises came out. Amazing Spider Man landed in number three, probably because the Amazing Spider Man came out. Just Dance is holding on number four, you know, it's, and, uh, NCAA football, the college football game came out. Came, in, came out as number one on the chart.
1: How long before
0: you think Just Dance will just, like, kind of die out? Well, considering how much they're milking it pretty soon, they're coming out with Just Dance Disney. What? Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Disney songs. Of course. Yep. Yeah. And also, uh, yeah. in case you're wondering, Pokemon Conquest for the DS actually would have landed in the top ten sales if what? if they counted individuals uh, SK, SKUs or SKUs. Like, you know, if it wasn't NCAA football on PS3 and 360 combined did this well but they split it as here's the PS3 version yeah. sales, here's 360 well, I mean, sales that
1: makes the most sense because I mean the person publishing that game is one
0: that's getting all money no matter where it's right that's on. why they don't split but if they did split Pokemon Conquest would have actually been in the top 10
1: that's pretty cool I, mean, yeah. I, I heard it was a really really good game it made IGN's top
0: 25 DS games of all time. Really? I didn't know exactly I got like a 9 from IGN, but I didn't know. I mean, it, you have to be into dungeon crawling
1: RPG. Well, I mean, they pick like one game from every... Or not gen- dungeon crawling. Yeah, it is dungeon crawling. They pick crawling, like one game yeah. from every genre for the most part, so, mm-hmm. I mean, all my favorite games were up with all you. Yeah,
0: what, what, it's not a dungeon crawling. It's a strategy RPG. There we go. Dungeon it, it, crawlers, it, It's, it's history, more like um, Final Fantasy Tactics. Right. Most right. exactly like Final Fantasy 10. Right. You know, speaking of Final Fantasy, we that yeah. actually wraps up our news. So let's, really? let's hop up really. Yeah. Really. You know you have the news in front of you. You can confirm that without asking. Yeah, but I know <laughs> all the news by heart. Wow, that's I'm true not look at my cheat like sheet Well, I'm the one yeah, regurgitating. Hey, I'm the one regurgitating most of the news, so anyway. Uh, uh, the transition I was trying to do, which you took way off track Final Fantasy, Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy music game. Oh yeah. You wrote about it, you wrote about Rhythm Thief. Uh, I mentioned this at the top of the show, but in the extra in our extra article, 3DS rhythm rundown. You, I think you did a pretty good comparison. You pretty much you basically what highlighted the pros and cons of each um, game. mostly
1: the pros. I mean, the cons aren't really enough to detract from like to right. I don't think they're enough to make you not get either game. Right, because the pros are just that much.
0: Yeah, are, you basically are that good. you basically highlighted the gameplay. What makes each game unique and which one's a better fit for which player. So yeah. you ended yeah. up saying, what was it? Uh, uh, rhythm Thief is good for rhythm Heaven fans because it's of its diversity and right? it's the same type of mini games so right the same random follow- random different buttons different can you keep up a beat right with different button presses different yeah. accelerometer motions even different touchscreen swipes right yeah but yeah uh, and theater rhythm final fantasy that's more you said the target or libid agents right because it's the follow the note or hit the note when it hits the marker yeah. gameplay
1: but if you want to get into more detail I mean well, yeah, we, which I we, we are should. about
0: to like well, that is why this episode's summer of Rhythm
1: so let's start with theater Rhythm because I think that one won't take as sure. long when we hop th- over
0: to Rhythm Thief I actually got my copy it was impossible to find. I'll get to that but um, I want to jump in on so Rhythm Thief so theater Rhythm if
1: you get one it'll come with a stylus and a sticker a sticker sheet pretty nice yeah pretty cool and apparently I didn't realize this but um, the demo case they have on GameStop if you press if you press on it like music will come out from the game Huh. it's kind of like oh like t- try me kind of that's thing cool. Like, oh, that's, yeah, that's, good. that's cool that's cool that's a anyway. clever way
0: of getting people to buy it like yeah. it's like hey listen to what it sounds like
1: but um I mean besides getting into like I mean all you really need to know is that you don't need to play Final Fantasy to like this game that's right. the main point that everyone will like I don't know it's like should I get Pokemon Conquest if I don't like Pokemon there's nothing like Pokemon you're right. not playing a Final Fantasy game You're just. it's seeing, just the
0: backdrop for the music yeah. and the music choices
1: yeah but there are three modes. Each one, they all play pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, for... All right, I'll just go in order. Just because sure. that'll be the same. So the first one is, um... Within each... Yeah. There's three modes. the series, um... The Chaos Shrine and Challenge Mode. Yeah. But within each... Series... Within each game mode, there's every... That... Oh, wow. <laughs> I wow! Here, I
0: let me help out. I could to be Based me. on what I saw in your article... Uh, three modes. Each mode has multiple difficulty levels for the song, right? Yeah. Uh, and with series mode, you could play through basically the entire franchise. You go game by game, a few songs from each oh, game. Oh, okay. There we go. Got it. Okay, take All over. Right. I didn't even play it, by okay. the way. Okay. Like, based off your article, which, by the way, everyone go check out on randomtown.com 3DS Rhythm Rundown. Right, so
1: basically, like I said, there are three. Well, like he said right now, we're th- <laughs> recapping the okay. recap. There are three
0: game. There are three songs per game. But every per game per game, being series, three songs per Final Fantasy core franchise game. So Final Fantasy one through thirteen. Yeah. So Final yes. Fantasy one has three. <laughs> this gets confusing because everything's called a game.
1: Yeah. So and each track, we'll call them tracks. Every track is played differently. They're called these. You're either gonna play a field track, event track, or what was that last one called? Oh, battle track. Mm-hmm. And um, battle tracks, like they play out like like your. Supposedly fighting an enemy, but that one plays almost exactly like Guitar Hero. Like the words will scoring from the side, or the circles will scroll from the side, and you just tap. You either tap for the red, slide for the yellow, or maintain the, the touch screen. Yeah, for the green. And that's all you'll do for that. Like, you'll, they'll just be like a little enemy fighting. Every time you tap it, your little characters will make a, sw- like a swipe with their sword. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it immerses you into, like, oh, like this is like. It's battle music from the, from the series, and I don't know, it's fun. That's usually the most... Um, I do like
0: the art style. Those
1: are the most intense ones. Oh, based, yeah,
0: on based on the screenshots and videos I've yeah, seen... Yeah, the, the art style is
1: really, really cool. The chibi style really, works super well. Yeah, it's, it's a nice way to, I guess, unify all the Final 3 games, because they yeah. all don't... I mean, you have NES games there yeah. and stuff,
0: so... Yeah.
1: It's a nice way to just... You have to have them know. all at
0: least have some graphical... Yeah. Dis- or not disparity, but graphical similarities.
1: So there's those, and then um there's the... Uh, the field tracks, which is basically just music that you hear when you're traveling, mm-hmm. and those are the same idea. You tap for the red, you hold for the green. The only difference in this one is that the green ones, you will either slide up and down to keep up with like the octave, I guess, like if it starts getting higher pitched, you'll go up. If it's right. going down, you'll go low. Right. And that's basically the only difference, except and you're only dealing with one row of musical notes instead of four. Uh-huh. And the last one, event mode, you play through. It's still the same thing. These are
0: all in. These are all the different song types yeah. in series. The playing through the whole series in story. Yeah, because
1: all battle game. music is is okay. okay. Just want the sure battle these are, these are the
0: sub modes almost of the main. Yeah. Story mode. Because
1: every every game has three tracks, and every track is representing a different type right. of song. Right. Okay. And the event ones, they just basically play a cutscene. I guess it's like a. A bunch of cutscenes it's like a like a montage of the game like oh here's like the game's like most memorable moments like, yeah that like, makes for, sense like for the Final Fantasy 7 one like it was when you see um Eris die? yeah spoilers um spoilers from 1997 <laughs> or whatever year yeah <laughs> and um you're just fo- and that one is the most likely beat agents because you're following this gold ring that just moves randomly across the screen and every time it hovers over one of the red dots you tap green you hold and yellow you swipe right so but I don't know like each one just it's a very different pace like ones are more relaxing than others some are more like the fighting ones get your adrenaline running and the higher difficulties oh my god like I thought the game was really easy at first mm-hmm. but the difficulty jumps are really really noticeable like you'll think you could
0: like you think you can master if you, it if, then you
1: then if you perfect one it doesn't necessarily mean the next one will be really easy right like I was barely able to I finally was able to get a B on the Sephiroth song for Final Fantasy 7 on the final difficulty I think it's called mm-hmm. Master the Master Track Master Version whatever but yeah really really fun
0: game and that's the I got, I really the Street oh. Pass feature that's kind of cool Challenge Mode by the way as, to, as you stated in, in your article Challenge Mode is just get a high score on the yeah,
1: different levels like different two songs. randomly
0: selected levels it yeah. kind of
1: reminds me of um, the Super Mario Bros. 2 wait are, you, are we talking
0: Street Pass or Challenge right now Street Pass Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: because the Chaos Shrine is a Street Pass.
0: Right. No, because I I was just very quick clarifying Challenge Mode, and then you, jumped in without saying. Now we're on the Chaos Shrine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the Street Pass. pass, Yeah. Go ahead. It's
1: kind of like on the the Coin Rush mode. Like you Street Pass someone, you two get two random levels, and
0: you just try to get a high score. Which is very similar. Yeah, because Coin Rush in Mario Two, as we're probably gonna end up talking about in depth in our next episode, because the game will be out by then, is you get three random levels, you get one run through, you get as high as many coins as can. So yeah, it does sound pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's theater rhythm. Yep. Dude. Well, I guess when I sing them, um, there is one song, one of my favorite Final Fantasy songs ever. Even though I never played Final Fantasy. Yeah, I was about like, to say. How would you know? Because um, yeah, cause I played um Super Mario RPG, and there was a hidden Final Fantasy like boss in uh-huh. the game, and that song that played there, like I guess the first time I heard, I instantly loved it, right. and it turned out to be a song from Final Fantasy Four. And that song wasn't in the game even though I thought it was like probably the most iconic one is I've it ever. there there is
0: downloadable content. It's only iconic to you because you <laughs> that's the only one you know. No, well I mean every, I guess if be made in a Mario RPG. No,
1: yeah. I mean like I I mean whenever I like read up on like the different songs right, and stuff, so, right. like, it's always like mentioned in like the top final fantasy songs. Yeah. But it is being planned to come out as DLC, but it's the only one on there that says like T B A, everything. Like this month's D L C is already planned. So yeah, that's interesting by the way that they have
0: additional tracks as DLC, which means technically the game could be endless.
1: Yeah, but I mean, yeah. the tracks on the game are more than enough to keep whoever buys it that's not a big fan right. interested. Like, that's like the only song I'm probably going to buy. Right. Even though the other songs do sound good, um, it's just not worth my investment because... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so that's Steer Rhythm. Yep. Good game, it sounds like. Yep. Rhythm Thief. Uh, might if I take the lead first on this one since I... Yeah. First of all, this game is impossible to find. I went to, I checked three Best Buys, two game, three Game Stops, nothing. I got off Amazon, actually $10 cheaper than NSRP, so it worked out. And free shipping, because I have Amazon Prime. So it worked out pretty well. But, still. <laughs> come on, Sega. If you want people to buy your game, you gotta make it available. Like, common common logic there. But anyway, the game Ooh, itself. I forgot to
1: say, the, the question that wasn't everyone's mind, was theater rhythm better than rhythm happening? No.
0: Well, hold on. Let's, let's. Oh, Rhythm Heaven. Yeah, rhythm? Theater
1: Rhythm better than Rhythm Heaven. Well, you're
0: you no. are Rhythm Heaven. You're obsessed with Rhythm Heaven, so of course. Yeah, but
1: this is like the one game that I'm finally comparing that's actually a rhythm game. Yeah. Well, you can't compare I, it with
0: Rhythm Thief in a minute. Well, that, that's what I will at the end. So So Theater Rhythm good, but not Rhythm Heaven. Yeah. Ah.
1: Yeah. 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 See how I did there? Is it
0: Rhythm Heaven? No. Not quite. Only Rhythm Heaven is Rhythm Heaven. Anyway, Rhythm Thief. So uh, while as you are saying with rhythm, rhythm is really just you play it sounds like you just play you go song by song by song that's it there's no like cohesive thing it's just you're playing two songs right yeah yeah Rhythm Thief actually has a story Rhythm Thief is actually Professor Layton with all the puzzles swapped out with music games essentially I mean right down to like it's very story heavy it has anime cutscenes which by the way look incredible in 3D not only do they look good in 3D but the art style is very really cool they use lots of like glowing light and all these cool little like touches, kind of bloom lighting-ish touches that really make it look good. So Rhythm Thief has that going for it. The really good cutscenes, the really nice animation. The story's pretty crazy so far. I mean, I'm not that far in, but basically Napoleon's brought back to life. Yeah. And it takes place in Paris, and you play as a thief, as this renowned thief who steals artwork.
1: Which mm. later Whose name coincidentally
0: what? is R. Because he does rhythm. Yeah, he, he steals artwork by being rhythmic. and He's Raphael. Yeah, but he goes by R when he's yeah, the Phantom R. Phantom R. Yeah. But yeah, no, he um he he steals art through music cuz logically and runs away from the cops through music cuz logically, why just run when you can run to a beat. So, uh each minigame game is different type of music. I mean, some repeat, but each most of the main games you play, each rhythm game you play has a different interface. Such as there's one where you're basically fighting enemies by hitting left on the D-pad and, and the A button to certain rhythms. There's one where you have to like duck behind statues to hide from guards to a rhythm, and you touch one of four touchscreen panels at the right time. Each panel having different like beat timing. There's one where you are cooking. There's one where you uh, do swiping in different directions to match what your co dancers. Or do what Backup dancers are doing. There's a variety of mini games. I mean, you like different... the butts of guards or the dog. There's that one. Yeah, they're they're all using different rhythm games, which is why I think you were comparing it, Jose, to Rhythm Heaven because that was very diverse in types of, in ways that you keep the beat as well. Uh, but yeah, where it Branches is definitely the narrative and the Professor Layton gameplay, where you're not when you're not doing mini games, you're actually exploring the world using kind of a point and click interface mixed with like a top down map, where you you go different locations by hitting left or right on the. Uh, analog stick, which, or the circle pad, which will trigger movement on a point-by-point map on the touch screen. Each point you land on, you then explore that world on the bottom screen using, using wait, did I say the touch screen? The map mm. is on the top screen, sorry, and the bottom screen is used for exploring each world, and you could tap care. It's point and click at that point. You tap characters to talk to them. You tap the environment to find secret items. This, by the way, drives me insane, and it's, it's ripped directly out of Professor Layton, I believe. The uh, touch everywhere to find stuff thing. You played Layton, Jose. It's in Layton, right? Definitely there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely there. But yeah, it's uh, so basically you can't. There are no ways of telling where these little. You could collect money basically to buy items. You could collect notes to unlock secrets. You could collect music to build this ultimate music machine for a guy. Like there's all sorts of different things you can do. And you literally just have to tap randomly on the screen to find these things that you need to collect, which is kind of annoying. And you don't even know how many there are per screen. Like so, I used to. At one point, I was thinking, oh, there's two hidden coins per screen. No. Once the times, there were four. And there's no way of yeah. knowing. Like, I sound and frustrated. And there's also, like,
1: phantom notes that you have to, like, tap in a certain order. Yeah, and, you,
0: and then you have to just touch randomly, and then you figure out the order based on Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol La, Ti, Do. No. So you do it, like... You, like, tap one, it might be like, so... And you have to go back and find Do, Re, Mi. And they have to hit him in the right order. It's, like... It's straight out latent. And if they're going for a latent style, which they are, it makes sense that they brought this with it. But honestly, that part, I'm not too keen on. I can live without that. But the story the the actual rhythm games those are great and i'm actually kind of surprised the rhythm games aren't at least so far there's more story and clicking around with the touchscreen than there is rhythm games like the ratio seems a little off but the rhythm games are super great and i really do like the story so far it's kind of campy as it is so i would definitely recommend it uh one other thing worth mentioning is they have these like mini mini games which i think because they you call them micro games mm-hmm. in your article yeah an ode to warioware i guess um the mini mini games are like these ridiculously simple like follow us as, we're gonna twang three notes on a guitar string like we're gonna go like dun 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 now repeat it with their stylus or like follow the pattern of button presses and like it's always like really simple supposedly they're puzzles like, that aren't even they're puzzles they're, I mean they're like idiot proof essentially essentially but I mean you know it adds a little variety so I don't hate it too much it just seems unnecessary uh but yeah overall it sounds like I was nitpicking more than I was praising but really the the so rhythm they, games we're, are...
1: We're, we're literally kind of forcing, like, to nitpick just because... Yeah,
0: because like, we want to, like, point out the flaws since we... Jose, you did a good job of covering the pluses in that article, 3DS Rhythm Rundown. So, I'm just figuring out the... Filling in the gaps, I guess. Yeah. But, no, it's... The rhythm games are super fun. The graphics are really nice. The animation's really nice. Yeah, I would recommend it even with its flaws. It's not the best game ever, but it's definitely fun. It's definitely... Cork-less. And if it had a
1: sequel, which it probably won't, like, you could tell, like... There's a lot of things they could improve on that would make this game really, really good. Like the touching
0: randomly on the screen to find things. Yeah. Like if they could fix the pacing a bit, like it would be amazing. Yeah. It. it but what as it is now, it is a really good game, and if you can, or not, really. you know, it's a, yeah, good, it's a yeah. fun yeah. game. It's a fun it, little it, game. It's,
1: an, it's a hidden gem already. It's a hidden
0: gem, and I mean the thing—it's not the fact
1: that it's a hidden gem is already kind of made it a hidden
0: gem, and yeah. I'm stalking it anywhere. Like seriously,
1: like I got mine like. I think, like, the day came, the day before it came and out... it was the only, oh, only copy, right? Yeah, it was the only copy that GameStop ordered, or... That Your GameStop, were, or the, yeah, yeah. that my GameStop ordered, or was apparently sent.
0: I yeah, mean, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Like,
1: no one pre-ordered it, which I guess makes sense, but I was, yeah, like, they gave me the game early, because I'm like, well, there's only this copy, well, I wait till tomorrow, to going to buy it?
0: Yeah. But it, um... Yeah, I'd say check it out. If you, you know, if you have some extra money to, to pick up a game, and you want something a little different, uh, yeah... Rhythm Thief is definitely the one. It's fun. It's quirky. Yep. It's yep. Rhythm Thief. Rhythm Thief. It's full name being Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure in case for some reason you needed to know that. Yeah. And I think... British voice acting. Yes. Yeah, no. French. French. It takes right. place in Paris. Which yeah, is why Napoleon's my back. My bad. Yeah. It's great how like during the dialogue they'll be talking English and then randomly throwing like random French words mm-hmm. for no reason. Like they'd be like, oh, go get him quickly. Too sweet. And it's like, okay, okay you're saying," <laughs> yeah, Or yeah, it's just, yeah, it's random but it, it is a cool game and I really do hope that Sega ends up making a sequel and fixes some of the flaws and with that I think that pretty, have you been playing anything else? I think that pretty much covers mm.
1: that's enough okay, so. I, I went back and finally beat Ultimate Spider-Man
0: on the GameCube with the box that isn't as cohesive as the Wii box as we discussed earlier it's <laughs> probably a really fun and deep game yeah I've heard good things about Ultimate Spider-Man actually. well you're hearing
1: more it's awesome and that's it <laughs>
0: No, that is, that, is, that is worth mentioning. <laughs> um, if you can find a
1: copy, it's worth getting because it's. Is it is it
0: like Spider Man 2 where it's like third person, you're swinging around the city and there's action stuff, or is it more streamlined where it's like you go room to room like um, the 64 one? It's more like it's open world. So it's like Spider Man 2 on the game. Yeah, the game like you could go rescue random civilians. Spider-Man 2, 2, I've never played Ultimate Spider but Spider 2 is pretty good. I remember get, renting that a ton when I was younger. Basically,
1: that if I, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah. Just, Doesn't um, they have cell shading or something? Yep. Cel- so cel- it's a cell shaded Fireman shade too.
1: Yep. It, it 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 looks pretty good. I mean it it held up. I mean, it didn't age that bad. I mean, the the resolution you could tell was like pretty pretty low. But yeah. other than that, like it it aged pretty well. That's good. I mean, it's like Wind Waker.
0: I mean. Well, Wind Waker looks amazing still. Instead. Oh yeah. I love Wind
1: Waker. I mean, cell shaded art
0: style. Cell shaded holds up well because they're not pushing polygons. They're going a cartoon. Literally. Yeah.
1: What? L- L- pushing polygons. There, yeah.
0: well, well, how would that be figurative? Oh,
1: right, right. Yeah. Okay then. Uh, anyway. Well, I guess. Well, I guess they're and They're not really pushing the limits of the console. That's true. That's to try true.
0: and make it photorealistic. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I meant by pushing polygons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and with that, I guess episode twenty-two, summer of rhythm, of the Random Town podcast. Uh, that sentence was poorly structured. Summer of Rhythm, episode 22 of the Random Town podcast, there we go, is a wrap. So, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure, as always, to subscribe to us on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. Check out ramdotel.com so you see all our extras. Uh, we're going to be running, uh, if you missed the announcement in our last episode, we're running this new thing called Extras, as I've been dropping throughout this episode, which is essentially uh, editorials, articles, and other little tidbits that we'll be posting to the site in between each episode. So definitely check that out. Uh, coming up, I'm gonna be discussing Nintendo's Online strategy and Nintendo's what I'm calling their color conundrum, where for some reason America always gets left out of certain colors of systems that everyone wants. Spice Orange GameCube, the new silver 3DS XL. I don't get why it happens. But I'm gonna I'm gonna share They're my, my share my frustration in a nice written article. Okay. And also, uh, we have a new Twitter account, as we mentioned in a previous episode. We uh, we tweet all the updates to the site, so if you don't want to have to check RoundNintendo.com every day, you can just follow us on Twitter, at Nintendo. We also retweet anything that I or Jose say that is any, of any interest to the world Nintendo. So, it's a nice one-stop shop if you don't want to follow each of us individually. If you do choose to follow us individually, I'm JSR7. And I'm Wairoo. And yeah, so... Please let us know what you think of this episode, RamTendo podcast as a whole, and, of course, the new extras by over to ramtendo.com To leave a comment on this episode, just go to episode 22. To leave a comment on any of the extras, just go to those respective extras, scroll down, comment's are on the bottom. If you want to know anything about what we talked about today, uh, news and game links, news and game site links are at the bottom of the blog post for this episode. Once again, episode 22, Summer of Rhythm. And with that, and now that I'm out of plugs to say... We will see you in two weeks where we discuss the 3DS XL and we discuss the brand new YouTube Mario 2. See you then.
1: Yeah.